Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 133 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from May 2nd, 2016, and it's titled A Postmortem on a Different Hospital Lean Journey. So today's episode is an addendum from the last episode, 132, on the apparent death of a health system's lean program. And, and that post and episode was titled, Why Would a New Healthcare CEO Kill a Lean Program? Now, if you if you read or listened to that post, there's an interesting comment on that from a Presence Health employee that doesn't really shed too much more light on the situation. She wrote, quote, from the standpoint of a current Presence Health employee, my opinion is that the RIEs, Rapid Improvement Events, failed because they were aggressively site-specific. At a time when Presence Health is, quote-unquote, becoming one, I do not believe that RIEs took the entire ministry into consideration when planning events. And as an aside, when she says the entire ministry, she means the health system. This is common language for um, you know, religious-based um, health systems. But she continues, Decisions and experiments were being made and conducted through a site-specific lens, and this was often in contradiction to the spirit of the new organization, end of quote. Now, as I commented back in response, I'm not sure why a goal of common processes or a health system that actually operates like a system would be a reason to stop with lean, you know, unless and hopefully they really are just rebooting the effort instead of killing it altogether, as was implied in the modern healthcare story and the reporting there by Sabria Rice. Now, as I alluded to in the post, the last post, um, there, there was a sad story about a hospital that I featured in the 2008 first edition of my book, Lean Hospitals. This hospital basically killed their promising lean program when a new CEO was hired from the outside. As Adam Zach um, posted on, on Twitter in response to this, he's one of the top lean-focused executive recruiters, said it's a shame that the board apparently didn't hire a CEO with lean experience. Now, I was looking back at some of my notes from 2001 uh, in talking with this hospital that had been in the first edition of the book, trying to update their story for the second edition. One hospital leader there said basically, and this is again from my notes, even though there was uh, progress in the lab and with the emergency room design, quote, management was not leading with lean principles, end of quote. She said, we never did anything with it. I think meaning that they didn't build upon the initial early results that were somewhat isolated instead of this becoming a hospital-wide initiative. Another mid-level leader who was deeply involved with lean had told me at the time, you know, what, what were the lessons learned? There was a risk that comes with leadership changes. She asked, uh, is it worth even trying lean at a departmental level if senior leadership isn't on board? She said the CEO needs to want it as a culture for the organization, not just for improving departments. And she also said, um, you know, quote unquote, lean has become a dirty word. Now, she also said in a different conversation that we, the hospital, abandoned things, meaning lean principles. Every single department director had changed. The CEO had changed. Some aspects of lean, they're still doing maybe, but they're not keeping up with the data uh, except for the lab. And I assume she meant tracking performance measures. They're not using the, the so-called lean tracks in the ED anymore. The Kanban system in the operating rooms was, quote unquote, falling apart. And she said, you know, it's really all about leadership. It's not about the workflow. Things will go down the drain without leadership support. And, you know, that's all it's all really sad. It goes to show that early progress doesn't always turn into an organization wide culture change and lean transformation. So I had titled the section about that hospital in the book as saying 
the beginnings of a lean enterprise. Well, I guess there should have been a question mark. I mean, it sure seemed like they had been heading in the right direction back in 2008. You know, in the book, the corporate VP for lean had talked about uh, their no layoffs due to lean commitment. He said in the book, quote, we're not going to lay off anybody. Nobody loses their job. I committed to that personally, that if we were going to go forward with lean, I would put my personal reputation on the line that we weren't going to do that. Um, and as I wrote in the book, as we see later in the chapter, that pledge is one of the keys to the system's widespread success. Um, so, you know, that that was a good sign. They had improved their emergency department performance significantly. And you can see the data if it's easier on the web. If you go to leanblog.org slash audio 133, they had also anticipated that the use of lean design methods. And again, they were early adopters. of This had made a huge difference in the, the construction of a new um, tower. So they didn't just design it lean. You know, they built it using these designs that engaged um, staff in understanding how to build smaller spaces, thereby reducing costs that worked better for everybody involved. So in reading what was in the book, it becomes clear, though, that the hospital was using projects as a way to improve. Many of these were 12 to 16 week projects that really transformed a department. Um, they weren't the typical week long rapid improvement events. The consulting group I used to work for, Valumetric Services, that was a part of J&J, &J, helped lead these projects and helped teach lean methods and lean management, because you know, that, that was one of the goals of these long projects, not to just do stuff, but to learn how to manage differently. Now, that said, the method didn't spread quickly enough or high enough in the organization. After about three or four years, the whole lean approach was disowned when the new executive leadership came in. The corporate VP of Performance Excellence got it understood lean, but it seems that the executives and the board weren't impacted, educated, or involved enough as they had been at systems like ThetaCare and Virginia Mason Medical Center. So I wonder how many stories are out there like that today, a promising lean program that won't survive beyond the first few years or won't survive an executive change and what the right countermeasures are. If you'd like to, to read more, if you'd like to comment, again, please go to leanblog.org audio 133.